Welcome to the Cheapskate Show, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about one of our very favorite subjects, television. Specifically, a whole mess of cheap and even free ways to improve your viewing experience. We've also got the scoop on a pretty amazing new smartwatch that's only 70 bucks and an upcoming freebie you won't want to miss. My name is Rick Broida, but you might know me by my CNET, nom de plume, the cheapskate. And of course, two cheapskates are better than one, so say hello to a man who can still remember when television was brand new, Dave Johnson. Hi, Dave. You know, I can still remember being a little kid when a strange boy named Calvin Klein came and stayed overnight in my house after he got hit by a car out in front. Now, he told us about something called reruns, and he said he had more than one TV in his house. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who Who is writing your material? <laughs> That is some gold material right it there, It really sir. is, and it shows an, a, a commitment to the craft, I'd say. You come up with one little witty thing where you make fun of me, and I, I always have something funny to come back with. Here's a little secret for everyone who's who's listening. So the way this works is is I write these little intros about five minutes before we record, and Dave looks at them about one minute before we record. <laughs> 30 so he, seconds. He's literally improving this, <laughs> which, which explains the incredible quality of the comebacks. So we, we talked uh, a couple months back to uh, CNET's David Katzmeyer about cheap TVs, and that was a hugely popular topic among listeners. So I thought this would be a good time to circle back and talk a little bit more about TV viewing. Like, how can you improve the experience when you're sitting down on your couch and you just want to zone out? Because honestly, what else is there right now? Yeah, the premise here is the TV is the TV you have. So we're not talking about replacing the TV, but we're talking about getting more out of your TV, right? Right. The world around us is on is in flames so tv is everything right now we it's the only thing it's the only distraction it's the only thing that is fulfilling and worthwhile in life anymore i hope when the <laughs> world does inevitably end in a few months that hulu and netflix still work uh, that somehow they still transmit because otherwise i don't have anything to do with my tv I've gotten rid of my Blu-ray player and any any sort of physical media, so you, you still have stuff you can watch, I think. If you want to watch Speed, come on over. <laughs> and uh, and I think you probably have you still have the complete uh, library of T.J. Hooker, right? Got that one? No, but I do have the complete set of Babylon 5 episodes. I, I wonder how that holds up. I, I have to sort of guess that maybe not great. I rewatched a bit of it a few years ago, and I think it does kind of hold up. Now, for anybody that doesn't know Babylon 5, it was probably the first sci-fi TV show on network TV that had an overarching storyline, a story arc that was designed to span the five-year run of the series. And it told a very specific story that if the show had been canceled three seasons in, we would have not known how the story ended. Yeah, that was a really revolutionary thing at the time. Uh, you know, TV was very, very episodic, completely 
unlike the way it is now, which I mean, I, I'm hard pressed to think of any any drama and even a lot of comedy series that that don't have a through line, you know, that yeah. don't have a kind of overarching story that drives everything. And yeah, that was pretty pretty novel. Yeah, Bad Five was on the front lines of that, and it told a it had some goofy episodes and it made some really campy choices, but for the most part, it told a very impressive story. Yeah, I remember you actually got me into that show, like maybe three seasons in or something like that. But I remember getting very caught up and, and really enjoying a lot of it. I went back and watched it from the beginning. But I just I remember that what was uh, interesting about it to us was that a lot of the visual effects, uh, the space effects were created on Commodore Amigas, which That's right. were something that we were writing about a lot at the time. And so we felt kind of a personal connection to the show because we were Amiga users and here was this fancy TV show, sci-fi show that had all these Amiga generated effects. But I think looking I have to feel like they look pretty dated now. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. And the show was not shot in widescreen, but the discs oh, that yeah. I have, they reformatted it for widescreen and I think that's partially because they had extra um extra content that overlapped the edge of the screen so they could crop it a little better. But I also think that they ended up having to cut some off the top and the bottom. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Babylon 5 podcast. <laughs> we are we are so bad at sticking on topic. All right. So real quick, before we jump into TV stuff, I wanted to do another little quick segment of We Tried It, uh, which we did last week with the Wise Headphones. And this week I want to talk about the latest smartwatch from AmazeFit, which is another frequently mentioned company on this program. I think between Wise and AmazeFit, these two companies just generated so many new products last year, we can't help but talk about them because they're all really inexpensive. I think we're at the point now where if AmazeFit made shirts and Wise made pants, you wouldn't own anything except for products made by these two companies. <laughs> So this is a $70 smartwatch, a fitness smartwatch, right? It is. And uh, regular listeners and also regular readers of the Cheapskate blog know that one of my all-time favorite products was the AmazeFit BIP, which came on the scene a couple years ago and was like 80 bucks at the time. It's now down to, I think, 60 or whatever. And there's a new version called the BIP-S. Just a really impressive watch for the money. Just lots of features, great screen, uh, and so forth. So the BIP U Pro, which suffers BIP from you. a really... <laughs> yes, Sorry, exactly. it's really hard not to say that. <laughs> well, remember when the... So this is the BIP U Pro. A, a few weeks back, we talked about the, the BIP U, and we agreed that we would both love to attend Mesa BIP University. That's right. <laughs> The BIP U Pro is much like the BIP U, except that for another 10 bucks, you get built-in Amazon Alexa. So the thing has a microphone, and you can actually use Alexa to ask stuff on your watch. And you get built-in GPS, which was a very notable missing feature from the BIP U. Because if you go outside and you want to go for a run or something like that, Having built-in GPS means you don't have to start up the app on your phone and rely on your phone for tracking. It's all done on the watch. I, I consider that kind of a must-have feature for any fitness watch. So the BIPU Pro, gorgeous screen, great battery life, packed with ridiculously good features. It's 70 bucks. It's like 
70 bucks. It's ridiculous. And it has extra stuff like an SpO2 sensor and stuff, right? It does. It has a, an oxy, a blood oxygen sensor. It has heart rate monitoring. Now, I will admit that uh, I've been wearing it for the last week or two. And as I have noticed with many of the less expensive smartwatches, heart rate monitoring tends to be a little all over the place. Um, I, it's not as consistent as, say, from an Apple Watch, unless you make sure that it's really tightly strapped onto your wrist. And I like to wear my watch a little loose, um, and so I don't love that. And so if you're buying this expressly for heart rate monitoring, just be prepared that to get good readings, you need to wear it pretty snugly. Is that the only major downside that you found with this? I don't love the Amazfit app, which is called Zep for reasons I was that about, I won't even go into. I was about to bring up <laughs> Zep because, granted, I haven't used the U, but I have used other Amazfit products, and I have found that the app is always clumsy and a little hard to use. That's exactly how I would describe it. So, I mean, it's functional. It gets the job done if you plod through, but it's just – it could be better. There's so much room for improvement, and I have gently and not so gently suggested to Amazfit that they should really take some time and work on that app. But so far, <laughs> nothing has happened there. So, ultimately, if you're looking for um, a watch like this or you've never owned a fitness watch or a smart watch or whatever, you don't have to spend a lot to – Get in on one. We, we've talked about that. We've devoted whole episodes to this notion that you don't have to spend a lot. So this is a newcomer. It's worth checking out. So take a look. You'll find a link in the show notes. So you've got a TV. You like the TV. You want to get more out of it. There's got to be ways to do that, right? Right. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking about it. Yeah, so let's say you're sitting home and you're watching, oh, I don't know, season three of Cobra Kai on Netflix, <laughs> and you're thinking, boy, uh, you know, uh, this could be better. Y you know what I mean, Dave, about watching Cobra Kai, right? All right, I, I'm going to do the thing <laughs> that I just told you ten minutes ago off camera, which is... I've never seen The Karate Kid. Cobra Kai doesn't oh mean anything to me because I grew up without that in my childhood. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just felt like this this had to be made public. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those movies, one of those seminal 80s movies that like everybody has seen The Karate Kid. How, how can anybody grow up in the 80s and not see The Karate Kid? I, I've also missed out on easily half of the John Hughes movies. You know, I saw The Breakfast Club, but I don't think I've seen pretty much most of his others oh boy once again <laughs> the friendship is threatened <laughs> but nonetheless that's not what we're here to talk about we're no, going no, no. to help you amp up your tv performance without spending much money yes and speaking of amp let's dive right into sound oh because i know you're, we, yeah you want to start with the soundbar right well we've talked about this many times before but but yes like soundbar first thing Okay, you talk about the soundbar, then I'm going to talk about a setting on the TV that will improve your audio without even buying a soundbar. Uh, there you go. All right, so again, this is a repeat of something we've, we've talked about before, so I'm just going to make it quick and say that the speakers built into most TVs are terrible. They might be a step above, they might be slightly mediocre, but most of them are terrible. The improvement that you can get by hooking up even a cheap pair of speakers, I really can't uh, overstate it. Uh, so what I would recommend to anybody 
find an ch- old cheap pair of computer speakers if you have them, plug them into the headphone jack, or invest in a sound bar, which literally as little as 50 bucks will just make a huge improvement in the audio quality that you get from TV. And you, you can spend $100, $200 on a soundbar, but even just a, a simple, uh, inexpensive one will make a huge difference. Yeah, and, and I agree wholeheartedly with that because the real key here is that a soundbar is going to give you left-right audio, and it's going to give you a center channel. And the center channel is where all the dialogue comes out of. If your TV only has the built-in speakers, it's you know, splitting that dialogue between the left and the right channels. And those are only 10 watt speakers in all likelihood anyway. So it's kind of like trying to play audio through a paper bag. Right. Now, just to clarify, I don't believe that some of the less expensive soundbars are going to include a center channel. If that's something that's of, of interest to someone, and, and it should be because dialogue obviously is very important, you'll want to make sure to look for a soundbar that specifically says it has a center channel speaker. Not all of them do. Okay. Well, actually, that's interesting. I, I thought they all did. But that's all right because you don't even have to necessarily get that depending upon the kind of TV you have and the settings that you have in your TV. Go ahead and look through all of those configurations and see if you have a feature called something like dynamic range compression, or it could also be called something like reduce loud sounds, something like that. Turn that feature on. What's going on here is a lot of TVs will have by default very low dialogue and then really loud sound. So you you turn the TV down because you don't want to have your eardrums blown out by explosions and you know all the cool stuff that robots do. But then you can't hear the dialogue. So you want the dynamic range compression to level that out so the dialogue is roughly the same level as the the really loud stuff. So that's definitely uh-huh. worth checking out. That's a great, great suggestion. And uh, while we're talking about audio, I think there's a, a great way to improve um, what you're hearing that a lot of people don't even think about, and that's to wear headphones while you're watching. I, I think uh, you're, you're acquainted with this idea, yes? Absolutely. This is The TV I have now is the first TV I've ever had that has Bluetooth built in, and it's awesome because late at night, I can put the headphones on and listen to audio from the TV. I've never had that before. It's a really liberating experience because otherwise you'll have the TV down, the volume really low, and again, you can't hear the audio. But what I found on the occasions where I've put on headphones to watch TV is I'm I'm just constantly blown away at how much more immediate the experience is. You know, when you're when you're listening to something over speakers, you're in a room and those sound kind of travels all over the room, of course. And and just like with music, when you're listening with headphones, it's just right there in your skull. You're not getting all those random reverberations and vibrations of like the the sound bouncing off different walls and creating unintended echo effects and things like that. Exactly. So I I would argue that, I mean, the premium, the best way to watch TV is with headphones. Um, I just I just amazed at how much better it sounds overall. Granted, an inexpensive TV with cheap speakers, I agree with you. But if you put a little money into your system, you're not going to get a decent surround system with headphones, even if the headphones support virtual surround you're not going to get a really good experience unless you are listening to real speakers in a physical space. 
so surround sound is is a low priority for me. Uh, I know you love to have like the whole 5.1 channel surround, you know, movie theater. Oh, type that's experience. so 1994, Rick. It's like <laughs> oh, 13.1 now, or 13.2, or 13.6 <laughs> actually, because you now you have Dolby Atmos that blasts audio off the ceiling, so you have sound coming at you from every direction. You said your TV that you have now has Bluetooth built in correct right. and it has bluetooth the the a newer implementation of bluetooth that is can stream to headphones or a speaker without any lag this is true yes and i i understand that if you have an older tv with a less robust bluetooth implementation that may not work well for you that's been my experience whenever i've tried to pair a tv that has bluetooth with either uh, a soundbar a bluetooth soundbar or a set of headphones there's always a lag in the audio but i think newer products work around that but there's another option that you can implement if you if your tv doesn't have bluetooth or it has this older crummier bluetooth and that is simply to plug in a bluetooth transmitter which is just this little device that you get, uh, you can get on Amazon or anywhere else that, you know, for 20 or 30 bucks plugs into either, um, like the headphone jack or even into the optical out port. And it just basically adds Bluetooth audio to the TV. And then you pair your headphones with this little device and you're golden. And then you can have your headphones and listen to them too. Let's switch gears and talk about the visuals for a second. So this, again, is something that we have talked about a few times in the past, but I cannot say enough good things about bias lighting. This is typically in the form of a strip of LED lights that plugs into the USB port in the back of your TV, and it wraps around the back of the TV, usually with sticky tape or something like that. When you turn your TV on, these lights come on automatically, and they reflect light off the back wall. It provides a glow of illumination so you don't trip on the dog, but more importantly, it makes your eyes have the perception of more contrast in the image. So the TV screen seems better just because you have bias lighting turned on. Right. And as we've talked about before, you can get these LED strips for, you know, 20, 30 bucks uh, from Amazon. And, and you know, spending a little more gets you uh, app-based controls rather than just a handheld remote and also gets you uh, voice assistant compatibility. So you can say, you know, Alexa, turn on the, the bias lighting. And so, again, just super, super cheap. And the effect of it is really terrific and absolutely worth doing. Now, I'll just want to throw in another one while we're here. And this is something that I have done for many years, and that is blackout curtains. One of the problems with TVs is that you get reflections on the screen, and it washes out the the image and makes it hard to see what's there. If you see the window reflected in the screen, it's terrible. But if you put some really dark curtains there, you can black out the room and make your TV perform well above its weight class. That, that is such a great suggestion, something that I often kind of overlook myself. Um, can you just buy, is there, does there exist such a thing as, as like, I guess I want to say like off-the-shelf blackout curtains that you can add to any window, or do you have to like really buy like a whole new window treatment that has like blackout built into it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different options available to you. One is you can just use blinds. You pull down the blinds, and that will black <laughs> out the window. There are also really heavy-duty curtains, 
And I know that at the higher end, there are there are companies that cater to AV rooms, you know, like home theater rooms that are designed to be blackout curtains. I think that there are a range of options available to you in every price range. I, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out is like how to do this really on the cheap without because if you buy a window treatment, um, you know, something that's custom, it's it's a small fortune. So I'm just trying to think of ways that you could like retrofit, you know, just a <laughs> an old blanket or something to to hang on your window. Uh, that that does sound like, very much like the brightest solution. I'm just gonna tack yeah. a a blanket up over the window, honey. <laughs> It may destroy the decor, but it you will save you money. You wonder why she's packing. <laughs> I do love that suggestion, though, because, uh, yeah, any kind of ambient light in the room, especially from a window, is just really going to bring down the viewing experience. So I love that. Let's also talk about remotes for a second. We all have the problem, uh, some more than others, of having to juggle multiple remotes. Now, I've managed to trim down to, like, Two, which is like the Roku remote and the TV remote. But there's a kind of ingenious product that's been on the market for a couple of years that is called SideClick. They offer this thing for, for Roku, for Amazon Fire TV, and for Apple TV. You just want to make sure you get the right one that goes with your setup. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's a little kind of remote add-on that clicks onto the side of your existing remote and just adds a couple of buttons that it is missing, namely TV power and TV volume and input selection and things like that, so that you can kind of have one remote instead of juggling two or more. And it's 25 bucks, so it's a cheap investment and just a great little product. So it's like a sidecar for a motorcycle. <laughs> yes, except it's for your remote, hence side click. So one more thing before we leave this segment, and that is, I know this is something I think we talked about on the very, very first episode, 001, of this Cheapskate show, but please, for the love of God, turn off that soap <laughs> opera effect on your TV. And it goes by a couple of different names, but you're most commonly going to see a name like Motion Smoothing. Turn that off because when it's turned on, everything has this hyper-realistic soap opera look to it. And when you disable that feature, everything becomes more film-like. And speaking of film-like, many TVs have multiple modes like a game mode, a normal TV viewing mode, a cinema mode. I'm going to just say, please... Try out the cinema mode, not just for movies, but all the time. Usually it makes your image look the best regardless of what the content is. Right. And if you will not take our word for it, I want to point you to a uh, PSA that came out a couple years back uh, from uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Mission Impossible director Christopher McQuarrie um, upon the release of Mission Impossible Fallout uh, to home video. They, they released this, this pretty amusing YouTube video about the, the need, uh, to turn off the soap opera effect, uh, motion smoothing, motion interpolation. And so I will include a link to that in the show notes. And it's just like, you know, we can sit here and tell you all day that this is, that you don't want this for your TV, but I'm hoping that if Tom Cruise tells you, you will listen. For the love of God, do it for Tom Cruise. <laughs> Poor guy. Can't get a break. Dave, Dave, Dave. Oh, my God. Did Bobby fall down the well? No, Timmy. Timmy, Timmy fell down the did well. Did Timmy fall? Okay, well, how are we going to get him out of there? 
That doesn't matter right now because because I want to tell you about a freebie. Like this free we this is something where we're usually like too late. Like it's after the fact and it's like by the time we record the show and then it gets to people, it's too late. Oh, but I know where you're going that, with this. Yeah. We we're getting this news to people right when they can use it this week. Exactly. So as we've talked about a couple times before, Epic Games gives away a new free game every week. And very often it's a pretty darn good freebie. Sometimes it's some indie stuff you've never heard of, but but this week, and this show drops on Wednesday, I think this is this new freebie comes on Thursday. Thursday morning. Um yeah, it's a Star Wars game, and a good Star Wars game. Right, it's Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is a really, really well-reviewed game that actually it covers every era of the Star Wars universe, and you get to play as a space dogfighter or a Jedi or uh, an infantry troop. It's such a cool game. Yeah, and it's normally like 40 bucks, and it's free. I mean, like, no strings attached Free, uh, I mean, you need to have an Epic Games account, also free. You need to have the Epic Games software client on your PC, also free. And that is it. Well, no you also have to sell your soul. <laughs> that's right. But that's, that doesn't happen for years. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We often see really cool games. We, we told people about the fact that Epic gave away GTA V, you know, Grand Theft Auto, uh, the latest version of Civilization. I can't remember what they all have been, but there have been some really high-profile games in 2020. So this is probably the coolest game that we've seen in months. So you should definitely grab it because the cool thing about getting your free game from Epic is you don't even have to install it right away if you don't want. Just claim it. It's yours to keep forever in your Epic account. And so if you don't have a lot of hard drive space right now, just wait. Wait six months. And six months from now, you can install it and play it then. Yeah, and, and what's especially cool is that this is the celebration edition of the game, so it includes some Ewok parties <laughs> yeah. and some extra downloadable content that wasn't included with the game initially. And and it's, it's a new game. I mean, I think it came out in like 2019 or, or 2018, so it's not even some old clunker that they're just getting rid of. Great, great, great freebie, everybody. Uh, if you're into PC gaming at all or Star Wars or free stuff, make sure to grab it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with more deals and more money-saving advice. In the meantime, you can find daily deals by visiting cnet.com slash cheapskate and following us on Twitter at CheapskateBlog or Facebook at CheapskateRick. You can also reach out to us directly at CheapskateShow at RedVentures.com, which is our new email address. If you like, you can sign up for deal alerts by texting 415-878-5807. And as always, we'd be eternally grateful if you left us a rating or a review on your preferred podcast platform. So until next time, you know the drill. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay cheap. Oh my gosh, your editing challenge uh, this week is is significant. It is when There's you, a lot to cut out. I know when when you fall out of character and start telling me about the editing challenges, I'd say that is the editing challenge. <laughs> no.
This actually reminds me a little bit of that radio show we had. You remember me and this other guy co-hosted a call-in tech show, kind of like a car talk for computers. And you were on the show. You would call in and talk about games and stuff like that. And I had invented a segment called Dank Showcase Cyber Spy Radio Theater, where Todd and I would act out a radio play within the show every week. But I would write it like five minutes before we went on the air every week. And it showed. (laughs) Maybe that's why it didn't get picked up and become a nationally syndicated hit. Well, I still have two different pairs of Dank Showcase pajamas. (laughs) The only ones in existence. Bip you, Dave. Yeah, I'll often put headphones on, listen to music while having the TV on. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm listening. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Can we take that from the top? Was that another one that you wrote five seconds ago? (laughs) Well, I wrote it as I was saying it, so you do the math. (laughs) Oh, God, that's what improv is. It's writing (laughs) as you're speaking. That's right. It's kind of like animators drawing in real time. (laughs) It's very very hard on on the wrists. Dave, 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 Dave. Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> yeah, okay, let me just do that again. <clears throat> Dave, Dave, Dave. Rick, Rick, Rick. No, that's, no. Well, I don't know You're if there are bloopers. any blooper quality bloopers in this episode, but we'll see. The whole thing is a blooper. <laughs> <laughs>